I mean, these are some of the most globally recognized people on planet Earth. And they've openly admitted that some days they wake up and they feel like at some point everything is going to be taken away from them. Or regardless of what they've achieved or accomplished, someone is going to realize that they're not actually as good as they are. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending it with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Last week, I met up with a gentleman that we'll just call Sam. And I met up with him for happy hour. And uh, we met up for happy hour under the context that uh, I might potentially end up doing some work with this company. But as we got through the first beer and then went on to the second beer, we started talking a little bit more about his own personal performance and professional performance, I guess. And as he got into the second beer, you know, you get some of that liquid truth going on. And he started talking to me about how he's launching his own consulting business. And he just said to me, you know, I I don't think I'm ready. He just said, no one in this industry really thinks I'm an expert or an authority. I need to find some way to, to gain credibility with people. And I looked at him and I just calmly said, you sure about that, Sam? How many people have ever looked at you and have ever told you that you're not an expert or an authority or a credible source of information for the specific type of consulting that you're going to do? And he kind of thinks about it and hmm and um and haz and um. And he says, well, no one, I guess. And I said, okay, well, Sam, is it really that no one thinks you're an expert or an authority or you just don't think you're an expert or an authority. And what we're talking about in regards to this is we're talking about imposter syndrome. And I just recently wrote a blog post about it. It is an incredibly popular but not often talked about topic in the aspect of peak performance and high achievement. And basically what imposter syndrome is, if we're going to define it, it's a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. And what it really is, is it's the feeling that regardless of what you've achieved, what you've accomplished personally, professionally, athletically, or otherwise, it's the feeling deep down inside that you're somehow a fraud, that you're a fake, that you're a hot mess, and eventually everybody's going to find you out. It's it's actually a deep-seated 
self-doubt of you being an imposter. And at some point, everybody is going to, you know, the, the jig is going to be up and everyone's going to be on to you and people are going to find you out for the fraud that you are. And again, to go back to that dictionary definition, it, it's something that that inadequacy persists despite evident success, which is basically the factual information that this is not actually grounded in reality. It's something that we tell ourselves and we run in our heads as a false narrative that is not really something that's that's realistic or grounded in reality. And if you look at high achievers in any field, you can actually see this in a lot of different areas. And there are people that speak openly about it. I mean, just from doing research on it, you'll hear people like Sheryl Sandberg, the, the COO of Facebook, athletes like Serena Williams. I remember hearing about Jerry Rice back in the day, business leaders like Ariana Huffington, uh, musicians, Lady Gaga, David Bowie, actors like Tom Hanks, Natalie Portman, Kate Winslet. They are all very, I mean, these are some of the most globally recognized people on planet Earth. And they've openly admitted that some days they wake up and they feel like at some point, everything is going to be taken away from them, or regardless of what they've achieved or accomplished, someone is going to realize that they're not actually as good as they are, and they've just been given all these things that they haven't necessarily earned. So I only tell you those things to, I guess, not only calm Sam's feelings, uh, but perhaps if, if this is resonating with you, to calm some of your own feelings and to just make you realize that, you know what, you're actually not alone when it comes to this. And and when I look at my own life, I, I've had periods where I've gone on and off thinking about this as well, where, you know, whether I'm, it usually happens when I'm potentially going and I have a large speaking engagement. I'm going to be getting up on stage. There's, there is that gnawing feeling and that feeling in the back of your head where you're like, um, at some point, everybody is just going to find me out when I'm up there on stage. Like the audience is going to realize that I don't really know what I'm talking about. And it can be a little bit of, of kind of a chicken in the egg or, or a little bit of maybe a catch 22 where, that imposter syndrome and that worry about being found out can drive you to, it's why so many people have been high achieving in so many different areas. It can drive you to work harder, to work longer than other people because you try to cope with that feeling or that fear of inadequacy by putting in excessive amounts of work to make sure that you're never found out. But what you realize is that that feeling never actually goes away. It just stays down in there, regardless of how much you achieve and how much you accomplish. So again, if this is resonating with you, three tips that I would give you to, to just be able to help the imposter syndrome. And the first one is to just quite honestly admit it. Like, just be honest with people, whether it's friends of yours, a significant other, peers, you know, people in your company or anything else. Like there is actually nothing wrong with saying, you know what, from time to time, I actually worry that people are going to find me out, <laughs> that they're going to realize that deep down I'm a hot mess. It is okay to admit that you feel like that from time to time, and it's actually much better to just simply own it and to admit to that than to go through life feeling like you have to put on this shield of invincibility and 
nothing can get through that because you're just supposed to act a certain way based on whatever your personal, professional, athletic role happens to be. So don't be afraid to admit that. And the second one is to let your competence actually fuel your confidence. And what I mean by this is that when I brought up the initial definition of imposter syndrome and I talked about feelings of inadequacy persisting despite evidence success, what we're basically doing is when you feel like when you have imposter syndrome, imagine a lawyer in your head that's basically making an argument or they're prosecuting a case with insufficient evidence or with false evidence. So there's this there's this lawyer in your head that's arguing something. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I, I don't deserve this. I've been lucky to get these, these accomplishments and these achievements. There is an imposter lawyer in your head that's arguing this case that doesn't actually have the evidence to support their argument. So the way that you counteract that by letting the competence fuel your confidence is you actually make a very intentional and a conscious effort to speak logically in your own brain all of the different things that you have done to be able to not make yourself fake, not make yourself fraudulent. And and in Sam's case, when I went back to him as I said, okay, Sam, you just launched your own consulting business, but you more or less spent 20 plus years in corporate America doing the exact things that you're going to be doing when you launch this consulting business. So I said, Sam, how many tens of thousands of hours have you spent working training, acquiring and and refining your skills and mastering your craft and getting better at what you do. It's the same exact argument I would make if I was talking to an athlete. How many tens of thousands of hours have you spent practicing? Have you spent doing these things? And when you hit your brain with that justification and that logical reasoning of competence of what you have actually done. And I would, I would encourage you get it out of your head and to actually write it down because then it becomes real. It becomes tangible. It becomes something that you can see and it's outside of you and you can look at it and you can say, wow, I've got this overwhelming evidence that I can actually use to come back to the lawyer thing to just say that I'm a defense attorney now that's actually defending my case for why I'm not an imposter based on all of these different things. So that's second point. And then third one is to just certainly remember that there is no failure. There's only feedback. You've probably heard me say it in other videos or other podcasts, but I think a large part of the imposter syndrome, it just comes from, again, being being found out, being exposed as a fraud. And that can only really truly transpire when you fail at something. It's that worry that I'm going to fail at this and people are going to find out that I'm not an expert, that I'm not the best, that I didn't deserve this promotion, that I shouldn't have earned that consulting contract. And when you look at it and when you just say, regardless of what level you are at in any area in life, we're all going to continue to make mistakes. It's just the golden rule of life. And the only way that we can ever fail at something is to make a mistake and to not learn from it, right? So what we need to do is to actually look at it and to say, if I make a mistake and I gather feedback from this, that doesn't make me lesser or fake or fraudulent or inadequate. This is in reality the reason that I'm successful in the first place because I've put in a lot of reps, I've put in all these tens of thousands of hours 
acquiring and refining and honing and mastering my craft. And by getting all of these reps and putting in all of this time and this experience and continually gathering feedback and learning from it, that is actually further justification for the competence that I have to fuel that confidence. So again, if any of this resonates with you in regards to imposter syndrome, and it is so common, it's it's like the underground thing in high achievement and peak performance that not a lot of people talk about. But if we could get more people talking about it, or we're just willing to admit it, to let the competence fuel the confidence through a large logical argument, and to really look at the no failure, only feedback, those three things alone may not make the imposter syndrome completely go away. It will always probably be there to a point, but when it kind of pops up and it rears its ugly head, you'll at least have some tools in your toolbox and strategies that you're able to use to kind of push it back down and to kind of put it to rest, so to speak. So I hope this serves you. Keep outperforming and as always, wishing you the best of health, happiness, high performance. Have a great day. Hello, Outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.